Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So. This season, our good friends at BetDSI.com are back supporting us. And we appreciate that very much. And you should appreciate them as well. Why? Well, this season, and it's about to kick off again, NFL season starts next weekend. College football season's away. We didn't even talk about the college football season. Florida beating Miami. Whoop, whoop. Uh, won't talk about that without. Anyway, college season about to kick off. Loads of big games this weekend. Get to BetDSI.com and get your bets in. You can double your deposit of up to $1,000 if you use the promo code YARDS101. That's YARDS101. Bet DSI with the guys. And it doesn't matter. It can be college football. It can be the NFL. It can be basketball, baseball. Who's going to win the VMAs? It can be anything that you choose. Bet DSI will have all the lines for you. They'll have all the right deals, all the best deals. Like I said, double your deposit up to $1,000 if you use the promo code YARDS101. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. I have Simon Clancy here. I have Chris Kaufman here. Guys, we're going to get right into it right away. They played a game that was considered, you know, the, the dress rehearsal. And some of us took different things from that game. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Sam. What did you take from that game against the Jaguars? The we are terrible. <laughs> That's different. I mean, In which ways? I mean, pretty much every way. I mean, I took from it that Josh Rosen was the better quarterback and should be the quarterback at the start of the season. But I've said that for, you know, since we started, really. But they're just the paucity of talent on this roster is, you know, is eye-opening it really is and what's interesting is that i know you guys have started to come around to think that by the way if i sound echoey i'm sat in the toilet of a red roof in plus in st augustine drinking beer because my kids are watching the bma awards in the next room so that's why i sound like i'm inside a toilet because i literally am inside a toilet <laughs> um so yeah that was the takeaway just a, a really bad bad football team you know a bad team that's going to get run all over. The offensive line is an absolute car crash. It's a car crash. You know, I'm sure we'll get on to Larry Tunstall in a bit, but, you know, there's so little to work with. We've got a good kicker, though. Yeah, we do. Uh, that we have. That we have. Chris, did you well, see that's, the bright, There's the bright side. Simon sees it. Uh yeah, it was it was not good. Uh, so this was the game they came out with a game plan, and they came out they put their best foot forward with Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
and and I know that Brian Flores has had it in mind to start Ryan Fitzpatrick this whole time. And if he changes his mind, he changes his mind. That that could absolutely happen. But you know, their best foot forward was pretty awful in the first uh, in the you know first half. And really, I they they marched them back out there. They marched. They did that thing where you know that you keep your starters out there a little longer than the other guy just because you just want to get some points on the board. And we've seen that in, in preseason many times. And, and it's, it's always, it's always so cheap when it ha- and tawdry whenever it happens. But um, they did that with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They kept him out there because clearly he had an awful first half. And, um, and so they're like, well, well, I don't want to say all. Well, maybe I do, but um, and yeah, they kept awesome. him out there. They kept him out there for a, an extra drive in the the third quarter, just to let him get that touchdown in. And you kind of wonder, like, it's in the back of your head, like, is that going to be the excuse that they use to keep Fitzpatrick for as the starter for Week One? Um, you know, it could be, could be that. Oh well, you know, look, look what he did against the third stringers, and or look what he did. He came out after the after halftime. They made some adjustments. They went down the field and they scored. That shows. But I, there are a lot of people right now that are saying that Josh Rosen should get the start, and I understand where they're coming from on that uh, because he played um, probably the first game that I saw him play of the preseason, where it was to me it was really good. Uh, I, I thought there was a real a lot of really challenging plays in the first two games for Josh Rosen that that might have been underplayed a little bit out there in the media and uh, among the fans, but this was a really good game for Josh Rosen, albeit against third stringers as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, what what are they going to do at that starting position now? And, and I guess we're we'll get to that in a little bit, but um, but yeah, this was this was bad for the first half. Maybe you can take some positives from the defense. What do you think about that? I know that's your your take, Alf. Well, yeah, I, I would say yeah. I liked a lot, a lot, of, a lot of the things that I saw on the defense. I liked, but I, I will point this out: there was no Jakeem Grant, no Albert Wilson, no Laramie Tunsil, no Devontae Parker, no Kenyon Drake. So mm-hmm. help is on the way. So I hope that as those players come on board, they won't look as incompetent. I fear mm-hmm. that the offensive line won't. You know, it, it's not going to really matter who you have as far as skill talent that's coming back, which mm-hmm. is plenty. That's, you know, that's five guys that should get plenty of snaps. So as the skill guys get better, I, I don't think that the, you know, that the team is going to get much better on offense because I think that offensive line is, it's, it's just not an NFL offensive line. And, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't think, I don't, I don't see really the way that you can mold an NFL offensive line out of the guys that they have because they take uh, didn't, didn't anywhere. Didn't get injured today. Yeah, uh, that's another thing. So, oh, wait, he did. He got injured today? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, he uh, had like, he like a limp. He was, obser- uh, he was observed at oh, practice with a limp. But as bad as the offense looks, and trust me, it looks, it looks like league worst bad. And really all because – and I do like the, the skill position players on this team. It's really about that offensive line. They're not going to allow them to do anything. It's, well, the thing was, is, is on the right side with Jesse Davis against Josh Allen, who is a rookie and it's preseason. Not, not his debut, but, I mean, it, it was, Josh Allen, of course, we, we love him. This is Josh Allen, the, the accurate one. Um, Josh Allen is really good. Uh, we get it. But this is a rookie in his preseason, and Jesse Davis could not handle him on any snap. That was what was Absolutely. most disappointing. 
No, it was, that like, was what, yeah. Josh Allen was hitting about a hundred percent. It was it was close to a hundred percent. It was absolutely embarrassing for Jesse Davis. And I've been a backer of Jesse Davis in the past, and and even you know moving out to right tackle, that was absolutely disgusting. What what happened between those two? Um, and that's uh, so. I that's my take. Wait, 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 wait. I can smell the burn. Chris is burning his own man at the stake. <laughs> but it, 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 was. Yeah, it, it was it was it was terrifying. It was yeah, terrifying. I mean, we've listed the names. You know, you know who they are. Demarcus Lawrence, yeah. Brandon Graham. Uh, we're gonna face all those. Olivier Vernon, TJ uh, Watt, TJ Watt, Joey Bosa. I mean, this okay. is these are the guys the that are specifically gonna face the right tackle this year. Yeah, I'm not I, even including Miles Garrett. It'll be good. I was going to say, I went to the Tampa Cleveland game the other night. Miles Garrett is going to kill him. Well, but Miles Garrett's going to mostly work against Tunsil. I mean, if, if, if the, the, you know, the way that they use them is any indication, he mostly works were, against that, that left tackle. Is it, it was interesting that they flipped Garrett to the, to the left side to play over the right tackle the other night just because the Buccaneers' right tackle was, even, was as bad as ours. Um, uh, and, well, if they do yeah, that against us, we're dead. We are dead. We are dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought I thought Baker played well. I thought it was interesting to see how that defense really evolves, has evolved around around Baker. But I just think the offensive line is going to struggle to give guys time. And and, and Rosen is able to prove that he is able to be creative. He's mm. mobile, whereas Fitzpatrick is more of a statue back there. You know, he's not going to create as much because. Because he is 58 years old, and that's just not his game. Whereas Rosen at least was able to show the ability to either run for first downs or create space in the pocket and buy time to throw. That I think works in his favour because the line does him no favours at all. The worst thing was the run game. I mean, you can't get anything going. How are you going to get anything going against legitimate NFL front sevens? When you, you know, I mean, we might run for less than 20 yards against the Ravens in week one because the line is so bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, they're going to keep with it, though. They're going to. They might. Well, it'll be twenty carries for twenty yards. It, it, yeah, it will. You know, it's it's part of what they want to do and part of their identity. So mm-hmm. you know, that's right. So you know, there's no escaping that. But yeah, it's it's right back to where we started from. And and to be honest with you, it's going to make evaluating most of these guys on offense a chore because whose fault is it that let's say Albert Wilson couldn't get open on an over route? Mm-hmm. Is it his fault or is it the fault of your offensive line making your quarterback run for his life? That's right. That's, that's, so, it's going to make evaluation. I mean, that's part of the argument about, you know, do you start Josh Rosen or do you start Ryan Fitzpatrick? It's, it's like, well, listen, if you're, if you're given the, the best, if you're putting the best player out there, the guy who's running the offense and not, not doing something stupid like, you know, blowing a protection call or something like that, then you're, you're giving your best shot to the other players around him at an evaluation rep, at least, right? Is, is, there, a, is there a hard-headed nature to this ca- coaching style in that they, they almost seem stubborn to not want to change the way that things are? It feels like there's a real hard-headedness at the moment that they're like, oh. we've made the decision, we're right, and we're not going to do anything to change it. There's, they're not sort of um, flexible, uh, and that disappoints me a little bit, or, or is that too soon to judge? Well, I think they, it's a bit soon because they fired, they fired, they already fired a coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean that talk about admitting a mistake, right? You, you, mm-hmm. you hire one of the best you hire, or sorry, not one of the best. One of your, your most prestigious coaching positions is your offensive line. Coach. 
coach. I mean, it's probably second. It's probably next to only the coordinator positions, right? And they already fired the guy because they just, you know, they don't think he's up to snuff. They don't think he's doing what they want him to do. So that's that's a that's a huge mea culpa on their part. And you know, for all we know, they might be about to name Josh Rosen as the starter tomorrow. I mean, that's that could happen. So I don't know. I think it is a little bit too early to say that, especially and, because and we way, saw. Uh, yeah. By the way, lot. let's uh, let's uh, make it clear also that Drew Rosenhaus on Sunday Night Sports Extra said that he hears and when he makes an educated guess, and that's what all what it was, that Josh Rosen will be named the starter. So yeah. Well, and the other thing is, if they didn't name Josh Rosen the starter, listen, everybody's caught up who's the better player, and and that's I I suppose that's that's really important but also there's just a simple question of whether josh rosen is ready because the fact of the matter is you're going to be thrown whoever you throw out there you're going to be thrown into the teeth of the baltimore ravens defense week one and then the new england patriots defense and then the dallas cowboys defense and then the la chargers defense and behind that offensive line okay that we saw that was absolutely as simon would say shambolic on uh, uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars and rookie Josh Allen and you know all, all the above, you know if if you throw out a Josh Rosen into a game against a defense like that behind that offensive line when he can't even make a protection call right, and and let's face it, right now we've seen that he that he's not 100% on those. Okay, we saw it in the last game against the Buccaneers. He admitted afterwards. He admitted later in the week that the offensive line was made to look worse than they really were because he was blowing a couple of protection calls at the line. And Simon, we talked, you know, a lot about the Jared Jones Smith plays and how weird that was and stuff like that. Um, he was saying, Josh Rosen was essentially saying that was on me. I, for, I, I forgot the protections or I didn't call them right or something like that. And then we saw in this game against Jacksonville, Christ, I think he, I think he called me out as the mic. I wasn't even there. Yeah, uh, the, the Mike linebacker. I mean, it, he was he was struggling, and if he's struggling with basic fundamentals like that, and you're throwing him out there against a really vicious defense behind a really terrible offensive line, you know, this is a violent game. Somebody could get hurt. <laughs> um, so, I, if he's not ready, then you do what's best for his development at this point. You don't do what's you know just because he's he's slightly better than Fitzpatrick. You you put him out there when he can punch back. Yeah, and if and if you can't count to five to identify the mic, then you have a, a serious issue because if you're identifying four different guys, then you're running on the clock. And Simon's the mic. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No wait, it's true. no, it's Alf. It's Alfredo. You could, you Alfredo's really, the mic. Really, really short circuit your entire offense if you can't do that. Like as soon as you get up there. No, I was Mark wrong. It's Simon. Simon is the mic. Yeah, it's me. It's me. Mike Gesicki had what felt like his best game Absolutely. for the Dolphins. He was, now, is it a case of Gesicki not getting open and quarterbacks not trusting him? Or is it more of a case that we just need to put the ball in his vicinity and he will go up and get it? Because it felt like there were a couple of go up and get it plays there that he just, you know, just, just, throw, just involve him more in the offense. It, it mm -hmm. feels like if we get the ball in his vicinity, he might just make a play on it rather than, he feels like somebody who he gets hot and he stays hot. But if you don't get the ball to him then he just you know he's out of the equation completely Kenny Stills is a very similar player you get Kenny involved and he's involved if you don't get involved then you, you barely know he's playing is there a sense that we should just be you know looking for Gesicki more 
I, I would say so because if you look at that offense, like who actually played well besides Josh Rosen, and of course you know uh, Patrick Laird, he's he probably okay. made uh, on that game and he probably won the preseason MVP award. Mm-hmm. But Gasecki was actually noticeable. He had a couple of big plays. Both big plays led to scoring drives. So yeah, it's unlike it's, Dwayne Allen, who's not making this team at all. No, yeah, I don't yeah, think that's... So. he was. He was actually noticeably bad in that game that's tough yeah <laughs> you I, know? I agree he was uh, he was i mean it, it, he's supposed he came in as a y blocker right yeah and um and that's just not not what he's been he, he looked like he was i mean there was there was a block he was supposed to wham the guy and he looked like he was just tapping him on the shoulder to tell him that he dropped something you know like hey mm-hmm. you know is this your is this your five dollar bill um you know that it, it was horrendous. it was awful i mean it was horrendous out there and yeah, I, I think Mike Gesicki, I think bring, bringing it back to that is he's had a few opportunities to sort of earn the trust with the quarterback, I think. And I think that's what it ends up being is the trust from the quarterback to look for him. And, um, and he, he didn't do that on some of those few occasions last year, maybe. And it's up to him to do it and build that this year. Cause you know, Preston Williams, for example, I mean, we see Josh Rosen looking for him. Right. And that's because Preston Williams has made some, some, you know, hella good plays with him. And, uh, and so he knows, he knows to look for him and that's happened in practice too. They built that from practice and now you see it in the game. Now you see in the game, he's like, well, where was your progress? Well, he, forget the progression. He actually just looked at Preston Williams on that play. Yeah. Um, and let's, let's just say one thing about Preston Williams, that, that route that he ran on Jalen Ramsey, Jesus Christ. Oh Yeah. Got it has to be at maybe maybe thirty quarterbacks complete that for the touchdown. Ah, oh, that was awful. I I can't. It was such an unforced error on Fitzpatrick's part. Um, like all you got to do is just throw it out there. Just yeah, throw it out there with some air on it, and you could see Jalen Ramsey on the sideline talking to to his secondary coach, saying, "Woof, I got beat yeah. bad on that." Yeah, you know, and that's well, a rookie. I mean, we, I mean, that's yeah. He's still he's still exciting. I mean, don't just because he's had two games where it's been a little bit quieter. I don't think yeah. he played badly. I no. I I would disagree with that. But um, he just but had I think, two horrible balls thrown his way. Yeah, and he's not supposed to be a punt returner. I mean, it was always kind they of an experiment. That. They got to stop that. There's a reason why you still have Reese Horn on the team. You know, throw him out there. Trenton Irwin. Well, yeah, Trenton yeah. Irwin really. That's yeah. Tr- throw t- Trenton Irwin shoot. out there. Like get Preston Williams the hell off of punt return teams. Yeah, that is mad. That is mad. Right, coming up, we will look at the team as it shapes up. There's been some roster moves, some cuts. We'll probably do some predictions of who makes the team and who doesn't with Thursday's game in mind. But first, have a listen to this. Hey, this is Seth Levitt, who you may not know. And O.J. McDuffie, who you definitely know. And we're getting ready to dive back into the fish tank. That's right, Drew. Season 2 of the Fish Tank Podcast right here on the 5 Reasons Sports Network kicks off on Tuesday, August 6th, with our biggest catch yet. Hall of Famer, Jason Taylor. I got the first hit in, and then he proceeded to, to grab my face mask. And he, I swear to God, I've never seen anybody throw so many uppercuts <laughs> in so little time. And he hit me in my stomach, my solar plexus, <laughs> and my esophagus. <laughs> but it was like it was like it was on a, like a boomerang. Like I just kept boomeranging. <laughs> but the whole time he was holding my face mask and my head couldn't move. <laughs> hey, and I sw- like this was boomerang before boomerang. He was even out on phones. 
So don't miss JT, OJ, DJ Preach, and myself. And all new guests. And most importantly, more of the best Miami Dolphins stories that you've never heard. Exactly, Big Seth. We've got an amazing lineup of your favorite Dolphins from guys I play with to guys I looked up to and even some players you'll be cheering for this season. Hey, hey, don't forget those of us who work behind the scenes, Yeah, you too. know I won't do that, man, because the Fish Tank takes you where no other Dolphin podcast can with some of the funniest, wildest, and most interesting stories of what goes on with your favorite team, players, and coaches when the cameras aren't watching. You can find the Fish Tank on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you do your podcast listening. So subscribe and start downloading today. Thanks for diving in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Ricky J. Mark. In a world where sports radio continues to shift around the whims of corporate interests, We understand that the constant, unexpected changes can be exhausting from time to time. So that's why we think you should sit back, relax, and take five. Uh, Reasons, that is. So go ahead, grab your smartphone, and subscribe to the 5 Reasons Sports Network, available on virtually every podcast platform. We're South Florida's fastest-growing on-demand sports media network, so you decide when you want to tune in. You decide when you want to listen. Because we know your life can be hectic, go ahead, fall in love with our lineup, including Five on the Floor, Three Yards Per Carry, The Fish Tank, Light Skinned Opinions, and Cinco Razones, whenever you want. All you need is an internet connection. So go ahead, tune in, try us out. We're by Miami, for Miami, and spreading rapidly throughout South Florida. Welcome back to Three Hours Per Carry. I'm Simon Clancy, drinking an American lager in a toilet in a Red Roof Inn Plus in St. Augustine. Uh, welcome. Joined by my good friends Alfredo Artiaga and Chris Kaufman. Uh, we'll catch up on the roster moves. Uh, the very disappointing news that Will Holden has been cut. Uh, I doubt he'll ever play again in the NFL. Um, and if you ever watched a game with him playing in, you would know why. But also, some other bigger news with TJ McDonald. Um, defensively, we talked about Jerome Baker. How did you think we showed up? Bobby McCain, the Bobby McCain free safety issue, was, was highlighted in all its, uh, what's the, whatever the opposite of glory is. In uh, glory? For the, in glory. The infamy. inglorious. Infamy. Bobsteads. Um, yeah, infamy in, uh, with the opening touchdown um, at the week, at the last Friday night against the Jags. Um, Chris, just explain how, not how bad it looked, but the reason why McCain just doesn't quite add up to what we're looking for in the free safety position. And it was all highlighted in one single play, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, that play. The reason the reason you should be concerned as you're watching that play is, first off, the coverage was pretty basic um, as far as what he was asked to do. And he played it right. You know, and if, if it's one thing if he made like a glaring error, but he didn't make a glaring error. He he squared up with the receiver. He played the uh, inside post and reacted out to the corner 
And some people have pointed out, well, you know, maybe Xavier Howard should have gotten a little bit more depth. He could have gotten a little bit more depth, but Xavier Howard is primarily supposed to play the front pile on there. Um, that was that was run more to the to the corner, and you know Bobby McCain, he's got to square up and and take away the inside post, and then run to the corner uh, and raft to the corner, and he did that. He just couldn't keep up, and people are like, "Oh, D.D. Westbrook, he's super fast. Nobody can keep up with him." Well, D.D. Westbrook only has six touch, touchdowns in his career. Okay, that's not it's not let's not pretend that he's this unstoppable force. Um, I think, yes, other teams can cover him. And it just highlights how hard it is going to be to hide Bobby McCain, particularly in the red zone, because the spaces get a lot tighter, and and now he is going to have to do more in coverage. When he's the free safety and there's a lot of space, then you can be hidden and out, out of coverage. But when he's got coverage responsibilities and a lot of area to cover, that's where you can see – the deficiencies in his length and the deficiency in his speed really come out. And I, the argument I always hear over and over again is, ah, you know, he's not the only five foot nine safety out there. There's been this guy, this guy, that guy, you know, so-and-so. Um, yeah, I agree. There, there have been other guys that are that short, that small, um, that certainly that fast that have played the position. But those guys are not career professional slot corners that are being moved to that position for the first time in their sixth year or whatever it is for Bobby McCain. He doesn't have a wealth of experience to draw on in determining whether he should not, you know, play the inside post here and really overplay the corner because he knows he's got to get out there. He doesn't have that sort of experience to tell him these things. Uh, he doesn't have that experience to to tell him, you know, exactly how to approach things in the open when the ball escapes to the second level. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that he doesn't have, and also those other guys that are may, maybe five foot nine, five foot ten, that have managed to make it as a free safety. They've been selected over time. You know, you're not hearing about the hundreds that didn't make it, right? Because because you're only hearing about the guys that over time they keep passing all the tests. Well, this is Bobby's first crack at it this year. And he's not going to be able to be hidden in the red zone. So fast receivers are going to find him in situations like you saw with that touchdown to D.D. Westbrook. And also tight ends are going to find him. We've seen that. We've already mm -hmm. seen that. We've seen it in practice. Mike Gesicki has done it to him a couple of times. We've seen it during the games, uh, the preseason games. You know, a big tight end can find him in the red zone, and then he's in trouble. So he doesn't have a very big margin for error because he's so short and so uh, and and not very lengthy, and because he's not very fast either. So any little split second of hesitation or not recognizing thing as, as something as fast as he should, and he's toast. And that's that's the real concern for me with him because you could have a game where sixty five plays your defense did pretty well, you know, and then five plays you know, it's on Bobby McCain and you lost the game by 30 points because, yes. you know, that's, that's the, yeah, but that's absolutely. the, that's what's at stake with the, with the free safety and the last line of defense, yeah. uh, particularly in the red zone, particularly in the open field, you know, the ball escapes into the second level. He takes the wrong angle. It's a 75 yard touchdown. Yeah. Well, you got to look at it in the, on the bright side, Chris, if Jamal Wiltz was a Jaguars wide receiver, that was a pretty nice pass breakup in the end zone. That's true. Bobby McCain did break up a nice interception uh, to Jamal Wiltz. Yeah, that was basically a uh, that was a, a fair catch interception that 
it was a gimme because they called the offensive holding, so we would have had the ball there. That ended up being a scoring drive, I believe. No, it did not. They missed a field goal on that drive. Mm. So well, Bobby needed a win. So yes. So he so he got that one. He got. I'm going to say this about the defense. It's not particularly deep, but it has some useful players. I think. You know, we've already talked about Jerome Jerome Baker and Sam Egovan and or Aguavan, and he's been good. And I think they're both will be good. But another guy who, who's starting to he and he's starting to pop on the film, and that's Tank Carradine. I think they found a useful player there. Mm-hmm. So I've I think that it's not this offseason has not been a total loss. I would say on the defensive side of the ball. Because they, they seem to have identified Jerome Baker as a linchpin on that defense. And Aguavan and Carradine look like useful players going forward. Now, uh, another guy that I'm going to mention here, Nate Orchard has four sacks this preseason. I don't yeah, know. No, that's, <laughs> I don't know how either. <laughs> okay. But somehow he has four sacks. And, I, you know, don't quote me on this, but I saw the number and it was something like nine pressures which would suggest that this guy's a demon off the edge. Yeah. Well, I don't see it, but I guess he's going to make the team. But the guy that we've all been, like, you know, counting our, our, our eggs all, all offseason off, because if this guy is not going to show up this year, he's never going to show up, and that's Charles Harris. He showed he's something a- in this game except for that 15-yard penalty where he took a run at, at Minshew, I believe. And he's been I think better. Harris is – yeah, I think Harris is playing better than much better than Orchard, but Orchard has the numbers. And I think this is where fans get caught up in the numbers game. I don't yeah. think Nate Orchard generally has been very good. I think he's been making his plays have been made almost they're, they're kind of hustle plays. He, he's not beating somebody, bending the edge, getting to the quarterback, taking a sack on a, on a three or a five step drop. What's happening is pockets are collapsing, quarterbacks are moving around, and he's found, you know, I, I listen, it feels like I'm criticizing the guy, and I'm not. He's given a lot of effort. What he's doing is not going to hold up against NFL left and right tackles. I mean, no. you put him up against you, you play him against Mitch Schwartz, you play him against David Bakhtiari, you play him against Lane Johnson, you play him against Jason Peters. I mean, good night. It's not going to happen. He's not going to get anywhere close on any of those snaps. He's not. Whereas Charles Harris is playing significantly better. He looks better against the run. He looks stronger physically. He still just lacks that final that burst. He doesn't quite have that burst, um, but. I think he's playing much better without the statistics, but you know people would look at the, the preseason and say, "Oh, Harris is sucking." Or I, I actually think he's been all right. I think he's been decent actually. And to um, be fair on the numbers, though, Simon, he's got eleven. He's got eleven pressures this this preseason on. Yeah, 50, no, absolutely on fifty-eight absolutely. pass. I think rushing. he's done well. I think he's done well. So I mean, that's those are great numbers. Like one out of one. Out, that's about one out of. That's a little better than one out of six. Those are. Those are Cameron Wake-like numbers, um, you know, as far as just that particular stat goes. So he's having a genuine, you know, moment. <laughs> it's yeah. just, is it, a, is it a preseason moment? We've seen those before. Um, we don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I look forward to seeing. I had written the guy off, and now I'm not writing the guy off. So that's, that's an improvement. Yeah, he could, yeah. Be, he could be one of those useful players that they kind of found because he's actually going to get some run here this season. But mm-hmm. while the offense has plenty of help on the way, none on the offensive line, by the way, the defense only has really have, has one guy who's going to start practicing this week and is set to play, and that's Rashad Jones. Now, let me ask you this, Simon. 
Did you find it interesting that Rashad Jones is still here and apparently going to be in their plans for this year and TJ McDonald got sent away? I mean, I think it's... Uh, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if Jones has moved, but I think it's more of a financial situation. It just harks yeah. back to the, the ludicrous nature of the, 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 um, the contract that McDonald was given under the Adam Gaze regime, of which Chris Greer was a part of, but I assume it was Gaze and Tannenbaum. The fact he never even played a snap for us and was given this big contract extension yeah. because he looked he looked great in you know in training camp that was nonsense to me absolute nonsense yeah. you know and I, I would defend Adam Gaze a lot as I as I did but that it's hard to defend that um, but I think this just comes down to a financial numbers game I mean I don't think they want Jones particularly on the team he's a good player um, I thought it was interesting today that Jones admitted that he's struggling with some of the components of the defense and admitted that if he'd bothered turning up to um to the early portion of the of um, <laughs> training uh, the OTAs and things he'd be much further ahead and it just feels like dude you made a really big fuss and you wanted to train on your yes. own you can't bitch, you can't bitch now I find that, that absolutely hilarious I mean come on I mean come on yeah. that's ridiculous that's like me saying oh, I'm really disappointed that I didn't get my uh, didn't pass my SATs and if I'd been bothered with school for the first nine months of the 12 month year I would have I would have done alright but no, that's nonsense yeah. You know, I, I just and how, many, and how many people told us told us how stupid it was that anybody would even mention his non presence? Yeah, because well, and now well, now we turn around and later he's like, yeah, man, I kind of wish I was there because yeah. because guess what, Rashad? If you knew anything about the defense that you're joining, you'd realize that it's very very different to any defense you've ever played at. Be it in Georgia, be it in the NFL under however many head coaches you played under, this is a very very different unit, and it will take time to learn. And, I, I don't think. Uh, well, sorry, I, I don't know. No, you, go on, man. Go on. I, I was just going to say. I mean, it's not a surprise in as much financially, and we tried to we've tried to explain this a couple of times, but they can't cut Rashad Jones. He's uncuttable. Um, he's he's got a he's got, and it's not because of like you know, dead money and whatever cap shenanigans you want to talk about. It's because whether whether he's here or not, they're going to have to cut him like eleven million dollars or something like that of new checks. Yeah. Of, like, of new money and say, you know, hey, here you go. You're not on the team, but we're still paying you an $11 million salary. Um, nobody does that. That's, that's too much. So, you know, yeah, he's here no matter what, unless unless they could trade him. And that contract, I don't know who's taking that on. No, I you would think that nobody. the team – We could pay somebody to do it. Yeah, the <laughs> team that can use a Rashad Jones has to be a Super Bowl contender, right, that, can, that thinks right. to themselves, you know, we could play this guy at strong safety – he can make those extra three or four plays this year that could mean the difference between us not winning the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. Not a $12 yeah. million a year. That's yeah, the exactly. problem. Most of those so. teams cannot spend that. We probably have to give off. a fourth-round pick in order to make yeah. that happen, or maybe probably. even more than that. You know? yeah, and, and I just wouldn't do it. For that, for that I just play him. I just play him. Yeah. Very quickly before we get out of here, I just want to throw some quick names at you. Yes or no answers, please. Kiko Alonso on the starting 50, on the 53 roster for opening day. Yes or no, Chris? No. No. Traded or cut? I think he'll be, you know what? I think they'll find somebody to take him for like a six round pick. I think he'll be traded. Chris? I'll go with, I'll go with traded. Okay. Rashad Jones. He'll be here all year. Yeah. Dwayne has to be. No. Dwayne, Dwayne Allen gets cut on okay, Saturday. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Huh. Hmm. The, oh, <laughs> I, I know Indian, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, in the wake of losing Andrew Luck to retirement, 
Um, I know that they've been phone banging a lot of uh, a lot of teams out there with uh, with quarterbacks of any level of experience that they might be able to just pickpocket. Um, and I know I, I'm pretty sure that's also true of Miami with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if they're about to name jo- Josh Rosen as the starter, keep in mind the reason Ryan Fitzpatrick is here. And he took an insult in order to, to come here. Um, two other quarterbacks would not do this deal. Uh, and, and that was Miami said, we're going to pay you backup money to start, you know, yeah. and, and whoever will do that, you come on over and do it. And other players with their agents were like, no, if you're going to start us, you pay us starters money. You know, yeah, that's you an insult. Figure, and you got to figure this. A lot, of, a lot of people were saying, oh, my God, look what's, you know, it's happening to the Dolphins again. Now the Colts are going to be in the Jordan Love business. I don't think so. That no, team don't, yeah, they're way too good. They're way yeah. too good. They're too um, good. So I think Kobe Brissett, it's not, it's not crazy. It's not out of the realm of possibility that they're trying to play for the, the sixth wild card yeah. spot. Listen, Brissett won. The Ryan Fitzpatrick to back up Jacoby Brissett? Absolutely. Brissett well, won four games in a system that didn't suit him, having come straight in. He, he's had a year under Frank Wright with, with um, Andrew Luck in a significantly better team. They're a significantly better team. Especially well, let me ask defense. you this. Let me ask you this. If, if Josh Rosen is named the starter, say, tomorrow, Mm-hmm. does Ryan Fitzpatrick play a single game this year unless Josh Rosen is hurt? Forgetting injury. No. Does it? No. no it's, it's ride or die with Josh Rosen, yeah. right? As it should be. Already, it's a disaster, and he's embarrassing right. the, yeah. the low. So if, so if they were to if – they, if they have decided now, you know, you know what? He's outplayed him. we got to be honest about this and about the competition and be loyal to the, the concept of competition. We've got to start Josh Rosen. Um, and he's our guy, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is only here on a backup contract to begin with because of the ability to start. Couldn't you deal him to the Indianapolis Colts and and Fitzpatrick even be on board with it and say, you know, listen, you might have a chance to play some games there, but Rosen beat you, and now we're kind of like we're going to have him for the whole year. Uh, instead of instead of starting you, so you know, wouldn't that even be a, a good thing for them to do? Yeah, I would say so. It, it makes like perfect sense. And you weren't we, expecting you weren't expecting that one, listener, were you? No, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. Now let me ask let me ask you two guys. This is the guy that we haven't even mentioned in all of the podcasts we've done since he's been drafted, I guess. And that's our first round pick, Christian Wilkins. He's had an underwhelming training camp and preseason i don't think he has i don't think he has at all i think you watch the film i think you watch the film i was watching um i was watching uh brian baldinger um did a piece on him uh and it matched with what i've seen on tape i think he's Mm -hmm. doing his job you look at the new england patriots defensive linemen and you never you very rarely hear a great deal about them as individuals what you do when Mm -hmm. You look at the tape, and I studied them specifically around Trey Flowers, is that every single snap, they do their job, be it Trey Flowers, be it Lawrence Guy, be it Malcolm Brown, whoever it is, they are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. You, you find the Brian Baldinger two and a half minutes, he will show you six or seven cut-up plays where he will talk to you about how what Wilkins is doing is absolute perfection 
inside of Brian Flores' defensive system. The way he uses his hands, the way he uses his eyes, the way he doesn't get too far up the field if he rushes from the defensive end, the way that he will manipulate a guard uh, and look inside, but be able to position them to the point where as soon as the runner cuts back a lane, Wilkins takes a side step, moves his body, and is there to, to, to shut the lane down. It's a really, really interesting. And I think it jives with what I've seen on tape. I think he's been excellent. But he uh, he will not be the sort of... You're not going to hear an Aaron Donald-type fuss about him because that's not the role that he's expected. What you'll find is that he will be uh, exactly what Brian Flores wants from a defensive line, which is just do your job. I think, if anything... It's the to the extent that anybody's disappointed, and I don't think they should be because he's not played bad, uh, certainly, and he's played well. I think you know, just just watching him game to game, he's played pretty well. He just hasn't been a star, and I don't think you should be looking for that right away, yeah, to be honest, in, in a defensive tackle. Um, I think that that's something that has to grow out. He's he's starting from a really good place. If, if, if this is how well he's going to play than to start out as a rookie he's starting from a really good place and i would look for him to grow from here and it's going to get it could get pretty good i think to the extent anybody's disappointed it's just like well devon gotcha is probably outplaying him right now yeah and um and maybe maybe people didn't expect that because devon has has more humble i guess pedigree and uh christian wilkins is a first rounder he's you know he had the headlines and everything but i think if anything you know you just you just give it up for to Devon Godshaw for playing really well this preseason because he has um, not very much in pass rush, but that's not the role they're asking for of him. Uh, then, yeah, you give it up to Devon God. I think if, if anything, it's Vincent Taylor that, that kind of came out a little bit disappointing this preseason. Um, and, and, and he's really it's, finding those little knickknack injuries that he's had yep, since he's been. That's here. right. That's right. And, and so you wouldn't be surprised. A great start. He had a great start to camp. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't be surprised at this point if, you know, he just gets a little bit forgotten because Akeem Spence is all right, has looked all right as well. Um, and they have, they have other bigger bodies that I know that they can toss inside. And what we've been talking about this entire time, if not, but Adolphus Washington has, has looked better than, than anybody would have thought, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if, if Vincent Taylor's Although, if you not look at careful. Snaps, if you look at his snaps, Adolphus Washington's snaps, the last two preseason games, I would say he's in danger because oh, he's he's, well, he's played he's played seventy six total snaps. I mean, he's, yeah, but he's, with which teams? Not, he's playing a ton on the seventy two. You know, so like I, I would I, w- I would like to see some of these guys that that if they're planning on keeping them, play them you know with the starters or with the second team because right. if they make the team, they're going to play. So I don't know. I would say that he's kind of in danger. Maybe, maybe, but I mean, he's not because he hasn't played well. No, I, I, I mean, I, also, I, Jen, you I, have to give it up, Jonathan Ledbetter. You know that they have that he they have a great team. thing about Jonathan yeah. Ledbetter, right? Yeah. So, absolutely, and he can play inside. Well, one guy, one guy who's definitely safe, and that's Raquan McMillan, and he's returning to practice this week. Where does he? Ooh, is he safe? You, is I he? don't think he's safe at all. I don't think I he's don't really. Think he's, no. He is one no, of right. he is one of five players. You know the the whole Tunsil thing. Well, and Brian Flores, Flores. Brian Flores just you know was you know gushing I mean, no, about I mean, how hard he's worked to get back into practice. 
this uh, one. Maybe there were no yeah. takers in trade, yeah, but exactly. I think I, he's he's one of he's one of five players that that I'm I'm pretty positive that they have actually dangled, so to speak, yeah. in trade, I mean, I, and and I not Laramie Tunsil was definitely not one of them. Not one of them. No, Stills, Drake, Alonzo, McDonald, Jones, definitely. Um, McMillan, hundred percent sure they were trying to. I'm pretty, sure, well. I'm pretty sure that they could revisit Parker because I would not be surprised if Raekwon McMillan was traded to the Green Bay Packers. Mm. They are looking for a for a two down run stuffing inside linebacker. Yeah, injury to Oren Burks. They've had some other injuries at the position. That defense, they've just got rid of Josh Jones. The defense, that defense is looking really good. Centered around Kenny Clark, one of the best young players in the NFL. Um, they spent big on the two Smith boys, Darius and Preston. So many young, talented players in the secondary. Alongside Blake Martinez, they're looking for somebody who can come in and be a two-down thumper. I think it would be a perfect fit there. Um, this position... Uh, this, uh, go ahead. No, no, I'm done. This, this linebacker position is such a unique position for this coaching staff mm-hmm. that you, you can't be surprised if they really want to remake it totally over with the guys that they've brought in. They brought in Terrell Hanks. They brought in Trey Watson. They brought in Nick DeLuca and Sam. At, at, well, they didn't really bring. They didn't really. I'm not sure. I think he might have predated them by like a week or two. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they brought in a number of guys, and then there are guys that they didn't really bring in. And so you, you wouldn't be surprised if they're like, you know, hey, this position is one that we don't we don't. I I understand that you had Kiko Alonso already here, and you had uh, Raekwon McMillan already here, but they're not getting it, and Trey Watson is, or Terrell Hanks is, and Nick DeLuca certainly is. Nick DeLuca is showing up all over the place on, on first string uh, that they're having him play Sam linebacker out there. So, um, yeah, you, you can't be surprised if, if they remake it and they say Kiko's gone and Raekwon, I'm sorry. Yeah, and Andrew Van Ginkle also is probably going to make it because he's – Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, he's been in their plans since, since the beginning mm-hmm. of camp. Sure. So. Yeah, and, and as far as the secondary, you know, Cornell Armstrong and Chris Lamons, it's obvious, you know, as many, you know, special team snaps that they are getting, yeah. they look safe. Yeah, but, they're special teams guys. They're safe now. Yeah, so Jay, but Jalen Davis, I don't know. <laughs> no. You know, it doesn't look good for him. And, you know, Nick Needham, like, come on. <laughs> like, he should yeah. have been gone already. Now, Lamons, Lamons and Wilts, I think, have definitely made it yeah. now. And Gordon Cornell Armstrong. on the bubble yeah. also. I think Armstrong is a bit on the bubble, but if he does make it, you know why. It's special teams. Uh, Torrey yeah, McTire has – I think he's got a chance. So he's got a chance to play, though, yeah. Torrey McTire. Yeah, he does. He really does. You know, and Eric Rowe, you know, he's picked it up here. He's looked good. He had a turnover. He had an interception. He also had a pass interference. That's right. He's had actually two pass interferences two weeks in a row. Both of them are questionable, but they they still got called, so they still matter. I think he's I think he's looked physical, and um, I think he's been much more impressive than than I thought he would be. His issue has got to be health. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Our, our friends at Pro Football Focus have yeah. him as the second best player on the defense this this preseason. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's odd. <laughs> it was also interesting how the Jaguars completely ignored that Xavier Howard existed. Yeah. <laughs> and just threw exclusively at Eric Rowe. That's partly the reason why he had an interception. Yeah. Well, all right. 
that's it. There is no more. Look for us sometime later this week as we try to narrow down this roster and give you what we think should be the 53. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.